Hey, everybody. What's up, guys? Welcome to We, we Used, Used to, to Be, be married. married, a podcast about two hot-ass college kids who dated. Broke up. Dated again. Broke up again. Had a baby. Got married. Got divorced. And we're, we're still, still friends. friends. High five. Hey, what's up? Hey, it's great. Welcome to episode five. Mm-hmm. Um, we Used to Be Married. I am Jin. And I'm Zandy. And we are not married. Nope. From We've been, been divorced longer than we've known each other, right? I think. Wait, that's not possible because... Being divorced also includes the time we knew each other, so there's no way oh, oh, longer the time than we, of war. Like, yeah, longer than we've been We're together. together. Yes, okay. That's what I really meant okay. to say. Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, the topic today we are going to be discussing is dating after divorce. Now, there's so many things going into dating after divorce now versus back then. Right. Because also, you went through two divorces. Right. So we're not actually talking about dating after the divorce with you because we actually went over that in the last episode. Kind of, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. Getting into it with, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so dating so, after. And then we'll compare the two because back when we divorced, it was 20. <laughs> Just flicker. Can you stop flipping your I'm hair? Ariana Grande. <laughs> okay. No, okay. but um, my hair has grown since the last time we recorded. Okay. This is not an extension. No, they're not. Oh, anymore. wow. It's your real hair. Good for you. Yeah. Um, So it's been a minute. Okay. It has been a minute, right? Three, three months, no, four months. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. Okay. Yeah, there's no limitations but on it. We just can't say people's hold, names. Listen, the reason that it's been so long is because your girl was dating, okay? And I she got caught up. She got caught I, up I in wanna, the dating yeah. scene, and she did not want to bother me because I could not be bothered. She cannot be bothered. When she is in, she is in until she needs to... Focus on something else. Or got or broken up. It doesn't yeah, mm-hmm. work out. I, I didn't. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, she got broken up with. Anyway, one of the things I really wanted to discuss, aside from, you know, your recent experiences, is, is very different than when we divorced, mm-hmm. which was in 2011, 12. 12. 12. 2012. And uh, 2022 dating. Because 10 years later. 10 years later. 10 years later. 2012 had its challenges, but one, like the iPhone had just come out. Apps were not a thing. I, dating apps. Yes, like, they were. They kind of, they were starting up. I was on Match.com and that's how I. Right, Match.com. Right. But like it, it wasn't like so app heavy. Now, that's true. You know I was I mean? on it my was computer. Like, it was websites. You know what? You're right. I was on my computer. So I don't like to be corrected by my ex-wife especially. So I'm going to let that one slide. But it, it is very different. The, the scene is very different. When I first started like trying to do the apps or whatever. It was just like, well, okay, nobody's really on these things anyway. Not a big deal. You said, wow. There was like, okay, Cupid. Yeah, there was a, a Bumble. No, Bumble no, hadn't started. No Bumble. See, exactly. It was Mac.com, eHarmony. Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. I think I don't plenty think, of fish. Was Tinder around? Tinder might have been on its like first okay. pass or whatever. So things have gotten, I don't know, easier in some respects and way more difficult than others. Other than what apps were available or what dating sites were available, how mm. else was it different? Um, than today it was still very much sort of like um either go out and you know meet someone at a bar hook up that was kind of you know still a very normal thing to do um and then if i actually wanted to date anybody generally it was kind of like well if there's friend of a friend or someone that that has some sort of connection to your social circle that was kind of like my go-to that was just kind of like oh that makes sense that was kind of my mindset when i you know, back then, yeah. like I, I started the apps and I was like, nah, it w- really wasn't for me. Okay. Looks like you got a little pain behind those eyes. Yeah, maybe a little. 
you you actually had success. I did. Right. Well, I took it very seriously, to be honest. I About I par for the course. Yeah. That's what I'm about. Yeah. I wasn't. I'm not comfortable. Is there with, anything you don't take seriously? No. Period. 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 Um, I'm really uncomfortable with the notion of casual dating. Really uncomfortable. I I date for seriousness. So if you met someone at a bar and you vibed and you guys like hooked up that night, like that's your boyfriend. Well, first of all, I wouldn't go to the bar to meet people. If that happened, well, then that's kind of like oh. But then definitely I would take it very seriously if we had a really good connection. So that would be your boyfriend. Maybe. But I like You like wake up the, in the morning and be like, hey, what idea, are we? <laughs> the idea of going to a bar to go meet someone yeah. is cre- creepy to me. I, I say bar just like as the general social setting sort of thing. Anywhere you go. You know, if you go to something that you enjoy doing, like ballroom dancing i don't know like anywhere you go when you meet people, going to a social people. setting yeah social setting with the intent to go meet someone i mean someone, right yeah i'm the kind necessarily... of person who wants to do research first on a person like so the dating uh, app thing was very much like oh this is great like i can filter out the people who don't meet my criteria yeah first. yeah so it did kind of make it easier and then once you met someone after a divorce it was like you know a little like a little period of time and you met someone and then you guys were like okay we have the same goals aspirations right end game right you got married well those i would argue that it went the other way around first you have to check off all the boxes that mm-hmm. you both have the same goals and aspirations then you start dating and then you're like okay the connection is there you know and then you make it official yeah that's how like online dating works for me anyways um yeah, yeah. so so you, you you got married what kind of motivated you to because you did achieve a lot of stuff together that you initially thought you wanted yeah right but something happened where you're like okay this isn't it what was that like for you um I, at first it was a lot of blaming the other person for the demise of our mm-hmm. our um our relationship yeah and after being out of that relationship and going to therapy I realized it was a lot of me. Like yeah. I I kept analyzing a lot of the problems that were happening over and over in my head and, and like seeing it from an outside perspective with the new knowledge that I had from therapy. And I was like, oh, that was actually my bad. Yeah. That's because I didn't love myself enough. Yeah. That's because I have these insecurities from this or that's because I have trauma and I'm triggered from childhood blah 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 yeah and it all made more sense to me but the damage was already done you know and i i recognized that and the only thing i could do was move forward and love myself and i did that for a whole year before i was like okay i'm ready i think and I then back to the dating apps yeah i thought i was like okay actually i think i did it back in the fall of last year winter of last year yeah yeah and then i was like creeped out i was like this is not i don't i'm not ready i'm not ready i think i was on it for like a month and i deleted all the apps like i think i did bumble and hinge yeah yeah. and then in january i was like respectable ones yeah (laughs) um i wouldn't i wouldn't do tinder (laughs) but anyway so i went 
back on it at the end of January, beginning of February. And I was like, February, 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 February. <laughs> and I, I was like, you know what? I, I'm good with myself. I'm good by myself. I really am craving companionship and affection. And what happened? Me. Me? 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 No, what? what happened was I met some prospects. Some that were, paramours. That potential were not lovers. a great fit. Yeah, um, and that's one of the things I, I definitely want to ask you about is because, you know, like you were saying, and um, with apps, like you can set your criteria, you know, what did you... Don't ask me what I put as my criteria. Uh, but that's the point of this. It's about I had okay. Let's just say this. What what are you willing to? I had to? so many criteria uh-huh. that oftentimes it would say, "Sorry, we don't have a match for you. Come back later." Yeah, and I was okay with that. Yeah, like I was like, "Cool." Through the absolute, I trash. don't want yeah. just anyone. I want at least these seventeen things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, let me ask you this more specifically then. Um, then was it about finding someone to marry? Someone to spend the rest of your life with? Good question. So I'm reading, I have been reading, and I follow on Instagram, Young Pueblo. Mm-hmm. And I read both of his books. He has a new book coming out called oh, wow. Lighter. Yeah, but um, I read um, Clarity and Connection, which is his second one. And the first one was... Um, I forgot what the title is. Sorry. Um, but young Google it. Young Pueblo. We'll put, we'll put it right here. No, we will not. <laughs> Just Google it. Young Y U N G Pueblo P U E B L O. Took me a second. Pueblo. Pueblo. and I realized I wasn't looking for a husband. I wasn't looking for a father figure for my kids. Um, I was looking for a partner who had also been doing the work to love himself and to you know go to therapy and you know do the work which Mm -hmm. is analyze um your analyze and 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 what do you call it um assess i guess and work through the your past trauma and you know the the pain and And the hurt that you've gone through whether it was from your childhood most of the time it is from your childhood um, or a past relationship or past relationships. Um, and, and the funny thing you say childhood is like one of the things I realized it's like, well, I mean, childhood not being like, oh, I'm under 18. Like you can be 20 and still a child. Right. Yeah. So right. it, it's not necessarily like, oh, you're eight years old and that translates to your marriage. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I was looking for a person who wanted to build with me, mm-hmm. to build and grow. Someone who wanted to um reflect and have um those kinds of conversations with me and the first person told me he had been through therapy and he was done and so it was like yeah i've been through that and i was like cool at least you've been through that like that's good but i learned very quickly that he was um he had the avoidant attachment style Uh so in the very beginning he was super like he presented as someone very secure and and then as we got closer it was like it's he always, like pieced out yeah. and it was only like when he wanted to hook up. Um, it's like when there's conflict, it's yeah. just like, they're just gone. It's like, well, actually the first two people I dated and like really liked 
we're both avoidant. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think I've been doing a lot of like research about that and a lot of insecure, anxious attachment styles like me um, tend to gravitate to the avoidant. Um, so because it gives you something to work at, it gives mm -hmm, you something to kind of solve. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like internally, that's, uh, I think, you know, someone like me, you, you know that about me too. It's like sometimes when there's nothing wrong, almost like you create problems just so your brain could be like, okay, cool problem. I can fix this. Mm. I, you know, and it's yeah. like, it definitely doesn't work when it's with someone else yeah. being involved. Um, yeah, yeah that's, it so, was, it was really devastating because we, I, I thought I was ready, but I didn't know I was I actually wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah. It sent me into a spiral of emotions and insecurity. And so I was like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to just give up. Like, So I deleted the app for like the fourth time. And then I think it was like a Sunday night or Monday night. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to try again. And then I tried again. I think it was a Sunday. Um, and I found someone and we matched and he responded back to me and we were going back and forth. He seemed really lovely. And we scheduled a FaceTime call. And the first three hours of our talk was literally just about our journey in therapy and what we had been learning. Yeah, it's gotta be had, really like something that must have like lit up for you, especially after the last few that you've been dealing with. Um, but I mean, that's the thing too. I, I feel like that's kind of a hard thing to deal with, especially, no, no. Not hard. Sorry. Let me revise that. We've both been married. Mm -hmm. We have kids. Yeah. Like what is the, the, the end goal, right? Like what are, what are we looking for? And I think that's kind of one of the things that I was like thinking about the other day. I was like, yeah, cause, and I, I said this to you, like we've done this. We're not, the, the, the end game is not to get married and have kids and whatever. Cause we already did that. Like that's all here. And mm -hmm. we still have most of our lives, you know, God willing, like uh, ahead of us. So then, you know, looking for, like you were saying, the partner to build with yeah. is such a, you know, like important thing. But then what does that mean? It means, okay, so in my current journey in the last year and a half, almost two, it's first of all, my, my goal is to love myself so much and to build a life for myself that I can really be proud of on my own and just be so secure in who I am and yeah. myself and my body in my you know emotional spiritual all of that tracy ellis ross said it best she's like she, I'm, i could have i could have what did she say a wheel of lovers she said <laughs> but she's not trying to date someone unless they really add to her life and make it better let me ask you a question then wheel of lovers now that you bring it up mm -hmm. but like how does that i mean does that align with how you see dating as because for me i'm like I'm, I'm a serial monogamous. I'll have a period of, you know, six months, a year where I'm single, do whatever, have a good time. But then I ended up being, I usually end up being in, you know, a significantly long relationship. Same. But like wheel of lovers, that's such an interesting concept. Like what, I mean, is that a goal to be able to live your life no. as yourself, but then have a bunch yeah. of people that you're like, oh, hey, you know, let, let's link no, up on No, that's not what Tracy, Tracy's, Tracy's hypothetical. Yeah is not what she actually wants she said she could easily do that mm -hmm. she could make that choice but that's not her choice to okay. do that yeah. so she's happy with who she is and the life she's created for herself but if she did choose to date someone mm -hmm. to have be in relationship with someone yeah 
it would be because this person significantly makes her life better. And, and that could mean many things. And it's someone who challenges her to go inward. Someone who is, you know, challenges her intellectually and makes her think about things she didn't think about before. Um, someone who provides you know, affection because yeah. she can't give herself affection. Um, and that, you know, in many different aspects, someone can make your life better than you can on your own. I am interested in the prospect of having someone to have deep conversations. Um, I want to have hard conversations with someone. I want to learn how to be empathetic and compassionate to someone, even when I'm hurting. And like in that, in the in the pain, be able to hold that person's hand and still love them and still find a way to be compassionate and empathetic, because that's. That's life changing. That's transformative. So you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, um, it is. It is either the connection is there or it isn't. You have the hope, and that's the hope keeps us going, even though yeah. we and will I wanna, never achieve that. Never wanna, ever. Shut up. Because people are Don't terrible. Don't <laughs> I want to say that the only reason someone would do that with me is because he's committed to me. And whether that's through marriage or calling me his girlfriend yeah. or like showing through his actions that he's committed to me. Like I want a committed relationship. Yeah. And the reason people get married, some people, maybe it's not most people, I believe is to show their commitment and share their commitment with their community. Whether it's their family or their friends, whoever, the people that are most important to them. Yeah. They're doing it to declare their love for each other and their commitment and dedication to each other in front of the people they love the most. That's what I want. So you could do that at a birthday party and just yeah. be like, I declare <laughs> that I love this woman. Yeah. And I, that's that's cool too. Yeah. Um, I think having a party and getting to dress up and getting to do all the fun things in a wedding, that's cool. Yeah. Um, we had a fun wedding. We had a fun wedding. I remember weddings, like you know, you weddings. You had fun at the wedding, right? You were you couldn't do. I couldn't drink. I was pregnant, yeah. five months pregnant. Yeah. You were wasted with your friends. So yeah, it was yeah. fun, kind of. Yeah. So but okay. I want. I, I don't want to really spend that much money. <laughs> that too, right? Like, why wouldn't you take all? The, ask for donations. Go go on a trip. Like that should be, you know, something that the focus should be on but i i and the thing is this is the thing i think about like a lot of culture in this country is it's it's a lot of marketing you're you're marketed to believe these are the things that need to happen like for example cereal why is that breakfast it's like they you just are brought, brought up to believe oh you eat cereal for breakfast and it's like well no no they advertise as part of a natural of, of a whole breakfast so it's like it's not even breakfast it's literally just a bowl of whatever um, we're raised the cinnamon to cinnamon toast crunch is it is delicious. Listen, don't get rid of cereal, but just it's not breakfast. Um, but like you know, in weddings, it's like oh well, you have to have this big day and invite all these people and have an expensive wedding. If you don't have an expensive wedding, then what's the point? But statistics show that like the more you spend on the wedding, the higher the divorce rate is. Really? Which is a lot. Yeah, this is something that's verifiable. You can Google it. I'm not going to do it right Google now. It. But Google it. Um, but it's just like it's almost like when you put on a show for everybody else for your own. You know, like, oh, hey, look what I've done. I found someone to get married to. Well, you're doing it just for that purpose versus like what you were saying, the connection 
and maybe we had to do and go through all this experience to really come to the awakening that that is what we really want in life from a partner. You want that too? Of course. I might not verbalize it as well as you or read Young Pueblo, um, but I do know things from my life experience, and that's one of the things I understand now. It's like, if I have to be alone right now, like I'm in a committed relationship, we have our problems, we have our uh, good moments, and we are constantly working at it. This, I think this is the first time in my life where I'm like, well, if I'm alone, I could be okay with that. I don't. I want this relationship to work out, yes, but I could also take a step out of it, and be like, hey, would I be okay alone? I'd be like, well, yes. that I think that's where that you drive of like wanting to be with someone because you have to be with someone is like kind of not there anymore well what i was gonna say is that's the goal for me is to be completely okay with being alone it seems like you are though most days um right and i think that's part of building that you're gonna have moments where you're not but i think generally speaking from an outsider observing i'm like she seems like she holds it together and does well so don't don't make it weird don't cry. <laughs> Jesus. My sister called me today, like almost towards the end of the day of work, mm-hmm. in between calls, yeah. in between like fires and urgent things I was taking care of. Yeah. And it was a rough day today. And she's like, hi, Happy how Friday. are you? Yeah. She's no, she's like, hi, how are you? And I was like, do you really want to know? Because everywhere else, like everybody else who I talked to in that day at yeah, work, yeah. I have to be like, I'm great. I'm awesome. You know, I'm HR, so yeah, like, yeah. let me just put on this smile. Where, as you know, sometimes I'm actually not doing okay. And yeah. when my sister called me, my I let my guard down. No, like, I'm actually not okay. Um, but that's not because I'm lonely. It's because I was going through a lot. Yeah. I am in a place, and this happened in the last week, you guys. The last week, it's been what day is it today? Friday, September 9th. 9th yeah. It's been a month and a half since I broke up with. I guess you could call him my ex-boyfriend. I was his girlfriend for six days, you guys. I dated him for four months, and I was his official girlfriend for six days. Um, what did you do? Yeah, what the fuck? Nothing. 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 And I think I've moved into, I moved past the grieving and the sadness. Yeah. The depression. Yeah. And I'm back in this place where I can say, I'm good. I'm I'm going to be okay. I'm, I'm not necessarily ready to download the app again. Yeah. That is a little anxiety inducing, even as I think about it right now. I'm feeling it too. And I'm like, I'm, not, <laughs> I noticed, I'm like, I'm anxious for you. Like, I know, you know, like uh, the last few months, like you, you, you dedicated a good amount of time and you were enjoying certain things and going through any kind of breakup. Cause even though you were official for six days or whatever you want to say. Is, is, is a significant amount of time, especially when you're juggling work and the kids and, you know, there's a lot going on, you know, so good on you. Thanks. You know, and, and cry when you need to, but like your positivity is, is commendable. And I, I, I respect that for sure. Thank um, you. Um, um, yeah. I mean, the reason I'm not like jumping back into the dating scene is one, because I'm not ready yet. And two, because I'm terrified of some of the cringy moments I've experienced. Please, let's in, go like, into the cringy moments, Online please. dating experience. Yes, let's go. Okay, I have number one story. Okay. Is, and I don't know if I've told this already in one of our podcasts, but <clears throat> I, I really prefer face-to-face, like FaceTime, you know, like the video calls. They, they, a lot of the apps actually build that in now. 
So a video conference call or whatever you want to call it, a video you prefer call. Prefer that rather than just texting. Oh, okay. Here you I'm go. not gonna meet someone on the first. Gotcha, gotcha. Like we match. Okay, immediately schedule a date. Let's go out for drinks. Mm-hmm. No, I need to interview you first. I okay. Mean, I need to hear your voice. Yeah, that's fair. I need to see your face. I need to see how you do when I ask you a really poignant question about your childhood <laughs> or behavioral yeah. behavioral based questions. Or Honestly, like, like I'm your using, exes, like tell me about. You no, know, I don't want to know that. Really? Yet, yet, I want to know about. I want to know. So it's really funny because I'm I'm currently looking trying to fill three positions at my. Um, job right now I'm HR manager and um, I use behavioral based questions which which means can you provide an example of a time where you exhibited uh, teamwork Mm -hmm. or can you tell me about a specific time where you encountered conflict and you were able to resolve it like that so these are the type of questions I'm asking in my interviews with my hinge candidates you're the you're the and I'm taking literally taking notes in a notebook Um, and can I just say I told you this the other day, is the reason I, I was the like. Last time I went through an interview like that, it sounds terrible. It's kidding. terrible. I'm sorry for anyone who has to go through an interview with me. No, I'm just kidding. I I'm a great person to talk to. Okay, I make it enjoyable. Um, I smile a lot. I do a lot of validating nods and smiles and mm-hmm and oh, that's interesting. So, anyways, I do that and. Who are you? I'm a great person. Um. One of my cringiest moments is when I was on a video call with someone on Bumble and I told him about how I have two lovely co-parents and it didn't work out. I've been divorced twice. I have two great kids. And, Red and this person was saying like he messed up with his wife or ex-wife or whatever, uh-huh. meaning he probably cheated on. He said, I messed okay. up. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, not us. I never cheated on you. <laughs> I never messed up. Good for you. Not Thank in that you. specific way. I messed up in so many other ways. So anyway, okay, so he messed up. He cheated probably on his right. wife. So you're on a video yes. call with this Bumble candidate. And then I was having the worst time. And I lied. I was like, oh, I think I hear my daughter calling. Um, I got to go check on her. I'll call you right back. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get out of this conversation. Yeah. So I hung up the phone, took a little break, and I was like collecting myself. And then I finally crafted a text message long enough to say, hey, I think I'm going to stay in the room with my daughter. She needs me. And also, I just wasn't really vibing. I don't want to waste your time. I know what I want. I know when my energy matches somebody's and I know what I'm looking for. And he was offended by that. He was like, well, that's really sad because I just poured my heart out to you. And, you know, I feel really bad for your kids that they, you know, no wonder it didn't work out for the first and second. And I really hope to God there isn't a third. Good luck. And I was like, triggered much? Damn. Damn. Okay, so that leads me to uh, what kind of guys are dating? Do they look like me? Are they of a different, lighter-skinned? What does that mean? What are you asking? Do you have ethnic preferences? What if I do? <laughs> I'm asking, do you? Is that one of the things? Because I know, you know, cultural differences can be a huge thing, especially I mean, especially after To be one hundred percent honest, you know, I being married too. I really would I find it hard 
to connect with someone who isn't a person of color because that experience in America as someone of color is different than someone who's white. You feel safer um, and more at ease with someone who has gone through. And I'm not saying I'm racist against white people. Honestly, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm talking about who I want in a partner for life. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to connect with? Who's going to understand my challenges and my experiences as a brown person? Because that's not something America. you necessarily have to explain every time. Yeah, something that exactly. affects you, and then they don't. The other person doesn't get what the hell you're talking sure. about. Yeah. Um, and then I will go further to say that I really enjoy and enjoyed because the my ex boyfriend um, is Filipino. I really enjoyed sharing um, and being in a relationship with someone who's Filipino because. Like you said, I didn't have to explain a lot. That isn't to say I didn't have to translate for him because he didn't speak Tagalog and I speak Tagalog. But still, like our experiences were very similar in terms of uh, the way we were brought up, the mm. way our parents yeah. um, treated us, the way our parents, w- what they expected of us. He sings. Um, he does sing karaoke and he does it well. Um, so thanks, parents, for teaching him how to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really interesting, and I would, I am yeah. very much open to dating a Filipino. So if I've you're never... really, really hot, and you're Filipino, and you can sing, and you've been to therapy, and you are completely 100% okay with me having two great co-parents and two children, holla. Oh, look at that. There's no alerts for anyone in your area. Wow. <laughs> you might have just uh, added more difficulty for... Finding partner. Oh, <laughs> I never want to be. What? <laughs> Finish. Oh, by myself anymore. Great word. I don't want to be. She don't want to be all by herself. Um, <laughs> beautiful. Thanks. Wait, wait. Okay. I've never dated a Korean girl. You have not. I've never dated a Korean girl. Yeah. I don't know. Like I low key, I feel like I'm a little afraid because <laughs> of how I turned out. <laughs> and I have a sister. I have an older sister. You know her, Jane. Ah shit. I got <laughs> doesn't matter. Um I'm not gonna believe that out. I have an older sister, and you know, uh, given how we were raised and how we turned out, I'm like I'm low-key terrified of Korean women, which is so strange. And I like know more it's... terrified of Korean women than you are of Filipino women. Cause I, I don't think I'm terrified of any women okay. aside from a potentially a Korean woman. Okay. Um, and I can't really explain it. That's something I'm going to have to explore on my own, but I don't really, Expl- I'm not, I don't understand what that statement means. Explore on my own why I have this sort of... It's like how I'm afraid of oh, Russians. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you meant you're going to have to date a Korean woman to explore that. Oh, no, 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 no. I have no. no. I, I, at this point, I'm, I don't have any desire to necessarily. But, um, you know, it's it's just, it's a visceral reaction I have. And I have no idea why. It's the same reason I'm low-key terrified of Russians. I don't... I hear a Russian accent and it scares me. And I thought about it. I was like, maybe it's a generational trauma thing because our country was literally torn apart by, you know, the Russian, the, the Soviet powers and, and the U.S. powers. And I'm like, that sounds like a viable excuse of why I'm afraid of Russians. Okay. <laughs> or just movies growing up. Maybe all the Russians were bad guys. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've never dated a Korean person. Um, never necessarily not wanted to, but 
I never really kind of got into that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would necessarily do that in the future, um, especially because I'm in a relationship right now. But um, yeah, that sort of connection, I wonder if I would have that because even though I'm connected with my Korean culture, I'm not necessarily, you know, sure how that would translate in terms of the dating scene because my Korean upbringing was vastly different than what I know of any Koreans I know that had a certain upbringing. So I don't even know if that my experiences translate or if mm-hmm. that's what something I'd be looking for or even want to yeah. kind of entertain. Okay. I'm doing all right. All right. all right. Okay. What did I learn about dating about myself? I learned that as much as you like someone, as much as you want to spend all your time with someone, you need to maintain your boundaries and space. You cannot dive headfirst into a new relationship. Speaking of diving, you've seen those videos with belly floppers, right? Where, like they're representing yeah. a country. Like, yeah. And, and they don't do the that. The Filipino divers. Oh, Thank <laughs> you. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. Okay. That She's was her, me. That won't be me in the future. Belly flopping. Because I kidding. learned my lesson. Yeah. That I need to create my safe space, my safe bubble. I need it. As much as I'm like, oh my God, I love spending time with this person. Because you're it's a people so pleaser. so important. Yes, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. And it's just important to have my own space for as long as I can have it. Because, you know, let's say something works out really well and then you move in with someone like your space is, your space is gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to really cultivate and craft that when you are in the same space with right. someone. Right. Yeah. So I learned that. And I, it's not about like the newness or the freshness, but it's, it's, it's the kind of respect that you have for myself. For yourself and for the other person to kind of mostly for myself that's what i need to prioritize because i'm always prioritizing the other person's needs and what oh you need space okay take it but it's not like listen zadie you need space because you need to learn to love yourself so much and be independent and be okay with being alone and being okay with being apart from this person check mm-hmm. in yeah, yeah okay but like there, you don't need to text this person all day long. You need, don't need to be in mar- on like marathon phone calls until you fall asleep. You this don't need to high do school. that. Also, this is a podcast, not a therapy session. I think all <laughs> of them are therapy sessions. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I learned that about <laughs> myself. Yeah. And I learned that trust is something that you have to build over time. And there is no shortcut for that. Absolutely not. There, yeah. You, no matter what someone tells you, you can only build that through time and actions. And that goes for me. Like, I can't tell someone, like, please trust me. I love you so much. I would do anything for you. Like, those are just words. And you really need the time and the actions to prove that. That's the only way you can really build a strong foundation. Mm. We didn't talk about any of my cringy moments. What the fuck? No, this episode is dedicated to me. No, it's not. Yes, because I just came out of a relationship. Yeah, so And what? I have just recently started dating on the app. So if this is about me. It's, but it's about like, me. it's about us. It's about we used to be married. This no, is not, we, and this you is, are interviewing me. You can do that on your TikTok. This is a collaborative You're already discussion. in a committed relationship. Doesn't You're matter. not dating right now. Doesn't matter. I still had to date after our marriage. Okay, so talk right? about that. You already that, talked about like, how no, I'm like, how do I you met back? you met people through people. You didn't yeah. have to do the fucking research that I did. Yeah, but I still have to like deal with people and do all kinds of stuff. And 
you don't even know about my dating experiences. That's so funny. Listen, just because you're still you're dating right now doesn't mean I didn't date and my experiences aren't valid. My experiences okay. matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, it's it is true. I mean, everything you're going through right now is is um, very fresh and relevant. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's so fresh right now and so relevant to the journey that I'm experiencing and the reason that we can be here right now mm. is because. It all comes back to loving myself, loving myself so much that I no longer am holding on to like pain, grudges, anything like we can come together and talk about our marriage, talk about our divorce experience mm -hmm. and be like, wow, we went through that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so this new perspective, this new place in my life, in your life is like, that's the through line of this podcast. The new lens, the new perspective that we have right now in this moment in time can allow us to talk about these things freely and without holding pain, holding grudges, holding resentment. Like even this person that broke my heart a month and a half ago, I do not hold that pain. I don't hold that grudge. Yeah. I forgive this person and I'm moving on. And that is because of the place that I'm at right now. That is yeah. the reason I can actually talk about this in front of a camera and with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important because I kind of wanted to talk about something. Okay. And it's something I went through. Oh, and I'm excited. We didn't plan this. Go. No. Um, sometimes it's not planned. Actually, most of our stuff isn't planned. But I remember, um, I think the most difficult period for me dating um, after our marriage, it didn't happen that long ago, but it was like, made me question everything that I thought about myself in terms of you know, like relationships and how I compose myself with, you know, women. And, and I have to say it was with someone Filipino. We used to work together. We always got along and we kind of hung out one night and then we hooked up. And then the next day she was like super weird with me. Mm -hmm. Didn't talk to me for probably like six months. Wow. Yeah. At work. That made it thing that made it really, really weird. And I was like, that's such a bizarre thing to me because I was like, wait, what happened? Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is. I mean, we've kind of recovered our relationship and we're, we're like kind of friends now again. And we've never talked about it. We've never talked about what happened. Oh. And there was a period I, I went through about during those six months where I was like, did I do something? Do something. Mm -hmm. Of course. The, that's the first place I think you and I and most people go to when something doesn't go our way. Yeah. It's like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And it was this crazy time for me because I was like, wait, I don't black out. But I just, I just don't. Like, I have this thing. I remember everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this was not something that was uninvited. I, you know, there was, I, I would never force myself on anybody. Or it got to that point where I was like, did I do something that she misconstrued maybe? As non-consensual? Yeah. And I'm like interesting cup can come up with anything and the end but anyway the end result is that we are still friends like she actually reconnected with me at some point because i even you know especially after working together and stuff i just was like all right cool i just gotta let it go i don't know what to do to fix this situation i've tried to have a conversation with her and it became very very awkward and so i just kind of let it go and then she kind of reconnected with me a while later and i was like well then what happened but i can't talk to her about 
I can't. Like, I can't bring it back up, and she's not. She's definitely not. You can't, as in you're not willing to, or you're too uncomfortable to do that. It's both. I'm very uncomfortable with with that, you know. And it's so weird to think about those kind of experiences because that doesn't happen very often, you know. Like I said, I'm you know generally a serial, serial monogamous. I'm like, yeah, I'll hook up with people and do whatever, but it's always like consenting adults. You know what you're doing. You have a good time, and that's okay. That's you know that's just part of life. I, I remember going through that. And that was the first time where I had to take a step back and be like, I'm not gonna hook up with anybody i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go out on dates i'm, I'm not gonna do any of that like i locked myself down for i want to say like a year yeah you didn't know that did you yeah dating is fucking no, weird man. because i was um <laughs> really self-absorbed and being married also that oh yeah that too yeah that's yeah. also like yeah that was a lot i mean it is a lot yeah yeah so when you're married you mean you can't pay attention to the struggles of your ex-husband exactly uh, okay cool um, yeah. So anyway, that was just something that crossed my mind right now. Cause, um, we were talking about cringy uh, moments earlier on, you know, your experience too. There were other ones I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but that, that was the one that like really stuck out because I've never gone through anything like that where I was just like, wait, what? I just completely felt like not who I was, mm. you know what I mean? And that's so weird, especially I think being a guy nowadays, you know, cisgender, it, it's, it's the times are changing. It's not a bad thing at all. And I watched this video on TikTok the other day, and it was about this woman talking about like studies being done um, specifically about white American males mm-hmm. and how a lot of them are not dealing well with independent women and like how dating scene is changing because now the the roles, the traditional roles that men are supposed to occupy, like this, the, the providers and all these things, like there's a lot of um, shifting going on and women are expecting more from their male partners more in the sense of like emotional yes emotional availability maturity intelligence uh, intelligence all that stuff um it's not just hey here's Rather a paycheck providing, here's a car. yeah yeah and it's and that's that's one of the things i i kind of took away from that video is like wow that's i feel that mm-hmm. you know because even when we were married i was like oh well if i work that's how i provide support but like you didn't need that and that's kind of part of this shifting of societal norms and and rules like it's crazy like you are providing or your kids independently of having a husband. That's amazing. But in terms of just purely dating and, you know, trying to figure out what you want, which a lot of people want is kids and marriage. It's like, you don't fill that role anymore. You're an independent person and you have kids and you're providing. And now you're looking for something more, which is why like dating nowadays, I mean, even before marriage, like I feel like things are shifting a lot. If you, if, if you haven't been married, and your goal is to get married, it kind of simplifies things. Because then you're like, oh, yeah, you want to get married? I want to get married. Let's, you know, that's what we want to do. But after that, that's when the real exploration starts. That's when you start really asking the tough questions. Yeah, maybe I need to be dating someone who's already been married. There's an idea. Yeah. Maybe someone who has already had kids. Yeah. Because my ex-boyfriend has not been through either of those experiences. Mm -hmm. And he gracefully stepped into this world of mine for four months and yeah. did it like with a smile on his face he was very very kind and generous about all of that and never shied away from the, the those things like those were never the reason for him to not be in the relationship with me which is great like from the beginning you should know that that's that's my situation yeah and if yeah. you aren't willing to do that then like next thank you next right yeah. but there's also a level of understanding and experience that he didn't have that not to say that that was a weakness or anything. It was just something new to explore and that I needed to, to help him guide him through that or even like 
he could only guess, he could only assume, or he never had that firsthand experience. So yeah. I'm wondering if that is that is the key to success. So if you're Filipino, <laughs> <laughs> one more time, yeah, yeah. If you're Filipino, you're yeah. really hot. You can sing. Oh, now you, they have to be really hot. I said that initially. No, you didn't. I said that before I made uh, the list. So right. first, you have to be Filipino, really hot, can sing, like really hot, and harmonize. Please, thank you. Um, and also. You've been through therapy. You're still in therapy, hopefully, or at least still doing the work, right? And you're not married still to someone else. Oh, yeah. Please don't be still married. Like, you, okay, you're okay <laughs> with the fact that I have been married and I have two wonderful co-parents and two kids. And you understand firsthand what it's like to be in a marriage, be divorced, and have kids. <gasps> Yeah, this is easy, this right? This is so easy. This, like, you I just, just tick those boxes on the on the apps, right? Just like done. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's out there somewhere. I know he is. I'm wow. not gonna. I'm not gonna stop believing. Yeah, guys. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Quick question: mm. When is the right time to introduce your kids? Great, great question. Because I actually just had this conversation with them in the car this past weekend. Last weekend, I said, "You guys, I'm really sorry." for the, the fact that my last relationship didn't work out. I know you guys liked him and you really like enjoyed spending time with him and his dog because we still talk about that dog. We no. love that dog so much. I I don't think I've met a dog that I've loved as much as that dog. And that dog loved me back as well, followed me around. You had a dog. Yes. I, I even <laughs> loved that dog more than the dog I owned before. So anyways, I told them, I'm not going to introduce you to anybody I'm dating until we are officially committed in a relationship. Like yeah. he's my boyfriend, I'm his girlfriend, and then, and that could take months. Yeah. And I have to be okay with that. Like that is a lesson learned because man, we get attached easily. We, as in me and my kids, we get yeah. attached easily. We yeah. love people so hard and I don't want to do that to them again. That's, uh, that's very valid. I remember when, when I was starting to date, I was like, I can't bring any woman around Max because then I don't want him to be confused. And it's kind of, I guess it was easier for me because I was with you a lot. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, it's different now. Like, he was how old? Two, three. Now he's 13. My daughter is eight. And so they understand a lot more. Yeah more than i even think i know and that I think they understand yeah and sorry um I, I just occurred to me it's also important to kind of have your kids understand or anyway our our kids to understand that relationships aren't linear they're not they don't have to be a certain kind of way like i remember there's a period where i lived with roommates and they were great and they were just extra adult models that our son could kind of learn from mm -hmm. You know, like the phrase, it takes a village. It's like, absolutely. And, and you know, like, okay, listen, if you have the capacity and the wherewithal and be perfectly married and, you know, send the kids off to college, all this stuff, good, do that yes. if you have that. But if it doesn't work out, also, like, don't be afraid to invite positive adult experiences, mm -hmm. varied kinds varied, of non-traditional non relationships mm -hmm. and show, you know, your kids that these are also important. It's right. not the, the end goal is not to be married and have kids because God knows the world's on fire. You We've got eight billion people. Is, yes, the we end, have enough people. End goal is to be compassionate people. Yeah, that's it. 
don't be a dick. Don't hurt people and let people do what they do. I, I and think, love yourself so much. And love yourself so much. The bottom line is we are generally doing our best to introduce positive relationships and experiences and adults to our kids, as well as trying to be that for everyone else in our lives as well. Dating after marriage, after two marriages for you, very difficult. A lot of things a lot of ups and downs, but it's a daily process. You just have to make good decisions. And, and love yourself so much. And love yourself so much. <laughs> the letter of the day. The letter of the day is love, love yourself, yourself so much. much. And remember, it's not, not always, always about, about you. you. Bye.